I remember my brother telling me, don't be afraid to put yourself out there because we all start somewhere. And he's right. We all start somewhere. We all start somewhere. And this is my start. So without further ado, welcome to Perfectly Preeminent. Hi, I'm Philip Dobbins, and this is my co-host. Shedrick Miles. And Sorry, guys, but like when he said my co-host, um, Shedrick Miles, I don't... <laughs> my first name, look. My first name was a fucking... It's like one of those high school, like, sweethearts ship names. My mom's, her name is Shay, and my dad's first name is Broderick. You put that together, I guess you get set Shedrick. So, bear with me on that one. I just, I don't know. See, I, I also identify with, like, the fact that, like, I don't like my first name. And it's, it's not really just the military that I don't like my first name. It's also the fact that, you know, I... Before this, I was like, you know, I want to make a brand name for myself because later on in the future, I do plan on becoming a realtor. And the name of the company that I want to have for myself is going to be Dobbins Design. And it, it's very much to the fact that Philip is not a name that I associate myself with. Like when I go out and tell people my name, I often give them my last name opposed to that. But like you were saying, the whole reason for this podcast is that we go up to this moment in life at this point in life the week of february 28th through march 7th 2021 we are about to forge our own journey of self in mind body and soul and we are going to document that for the next 12 months see how far we've progressed how far we have actually taken ourselves and pushed ourselves yeah so Definitely, we're gonna be on Animal Planet, guys. So just look, <laughs> just look out, just look out for that. No, but um, seriously, like, it's just, it's amazing. Like with us, like, I don't know if you guys know, but we graduated. So we graduated AIT. We're uh, going to our first duty stations. Yeah, you know, we're in the army. So yeah, that's cool. But um, it's. So many, you know, stipulations and stuff come like that with the army. It's just, it's trippy because you're like, oh, you're not even, it gets to a certain extent where maybe some people aren't comfortable, but for the most part, like from basic, you get used to being in crowded areas with like, like 59 other guys. So, I mean, you, you pretty much get used to being uncomfortable at that oh, situation. Yeah, at, yeah. That, at that point. And uh, we both went to Fort Jackson, and we both came here to Fort Lee. Definitely. And now we're moving on to Fort Lewis or JBLM, Washington. Yeah. And it's really still the fact that our journeys have collided, and we've met each other here in this training environment. And now that we've finished, now that we've graduated, we're both like, what is the next chapter in our life? Besides just doing our job as 92 Golfs or culinary specialist like uh oh i forgot to ask did you want to be like a 92 golf starting off or was it okay so me personally i've i've only ever had food service jobs i've only ever worked in a kitchen environment so i actually worked in the school cafeteria in high school Mm -hmm. i worked at quiznos and i also worked at um this company that my the boss, she she ran two companies, right? So it was Maui Jane's Hawaiian Barbecue. So I was there as the cashier as well as the cook. And then at Sushi Pier, and there I was just, I was just the host. I mean, you can't say just the host, but you know, <laughs> I was a server, the host, and yeah, but 
it Reno, Nevada, growing up, it was definitely definitely not the spot. And I I joined the army to get away from that environment because Nevada is definitely not for me. Mm-hmm. So that's, why did you join understandable the because um, I grew up in Mobile, Alabama. Well, I I wouldn't say grew up because I was born there and I spent a few good year or two up in there and then we moved to Georgia because it was a lot of stuff happening with my mom at the time. Like her boyfriend had just cheated on her. Well, uh, excuse me, let me correct myself. Her husband had just cheated on her, and you no. Know, um, if we moved back down to Georgia, I mean, we moved back down to Alabama, and I want to say that the reason why I did this is because a lot of shit was happening, but the main thing that I realized is that I had to get away from that environment, as many people do, but, I mean, it, I know it could always be worse, but like I said, like, when I came out to my mom, like, you know, you expect your mom to love you unconditionally. Like, you're like, yeah, like, I'm crying and bursting tears. But, you know, in the end, she's going to inevitably she's going to hug me. We're going to freaking tough it out and we're going to be stronger for this. Like, you know, that bond that we always have because me and my mom have always been like best friends. So it wasn't that hard for me to, you know, think about like anything other than betrayal when it comes like when it concerns her so you know I came out and she told me she didn't want me here and you know as a kid you can take that two ways like as in here in the house or like here in this universe like living exactly so yeah and yeah I definitely understand getting out of a toxic environment getting out of an environment that does not suit you physically or mentally and I I grew up honestly in the same exact way like me growing up, there was nobody else in my family that was queer. No, nobody else was part of the LGBT community in my yeah, family. Definitely. And with my aunt, with, with, okay, so both my parents passed away, and that's why I grew up with my aunt, right? And so when I grew up and I got of age, like the whole entire time she knew that I was gay. She knew that I was going to come out at, certain, at a certain point. But when I did, it was more so the fact she did not know what to do. Because, you know, you... As a parent, like, you grow up as a straight person, but you don't know how to raise a queer person. And it's not that we're different. It's the fact that you don't want your child to be vulnerable in a way that you've never experienced. You don't want your child to go through all that harassment and all that bullying because it's something that you've never grown accustomed to. It's something that you would never know yourself, and you just want to protect your child from the world. And with her trying to protect me from the world, it was also pushing me away. And, you know, I... I give her props. She she raised me. She definitely raised me. And I wouldn't be here today if she, she were not to have been that parent that I needed in my life, the right, parent that right. raised me to be such a beautiful person that I am today. Oh, definitely. But I, I also feel like, and a lot of times you have to remember that and it makes it harder to blame them because you're like, okay, well, they've never experienced this before. At least maybe they maybe they've heard about it. Everybody has like at least one gay member in their family, yeah. one queer member, member in their family. Like, but I believe it's more like um, also piggybacking off of what you said. Like, also they've never experienced it before. Like, they've never went through it themselves. 
So it's like, one, they need to find out like what methods to use to like, like unique to you, like how to parent you now. But at the same time, you're just in your head like I'm still me. Like I'm. This is the norm. Yeah, I haven't changed at all. I haven't changed at all whatsoever. But society uh, says you. Oh yeah, they're queer now they've changed like no exactly no like you you don't come out as a whole different person you just come out as accepting yourself because no one ever comes out as straight so why exactly that's not the standard you don't don't just say hey i'm straight because that's the default setting yeah like of this universe being straight yeah exactly so why should i have to you know reveal like take the cloak off and reveal that i'm that one superhero in the fucking comic or the movie and they're like yeah like I'm the fucking shit, like, I'm queer, and you're fucking mad. Or maybe you're not mad, and you're one of my allies, and I love you for that. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I feel like they also, even with the methods, they're also actually scared. Exactly. We're we're already black. We're both already black people in this world. And growing up, that that is definitely a scary thing no matter what time period you're in and just us being black. And then on top of that being queer, that's, that's definitely scary. Oh yeah, definitely. And they, like my mom stressed it so heavily. She was like, she was like, Oh, you want to go out in the world and you want to be this, you want to be that. And you're black. Not only are you black, but you want to be gay. And only that, but do you know how many cases they would stack against you just from that alone? I, like, when she told me that, even then, uh, I wanted to feel fear just to give her the satisfaction, I guess, because at that time, like, I used to do everything my mom told me until, like, I stopped being so naive and I actually tried to understand things a bit better and see it from a grown-up perspective instead of, like, me being some sentient robot that'll just do whatever my fucking parent want so i tried to feel fear about like um like the dangers of the world and you know maybe i shouldn't do this and lock this part away part of me away but then i thought about it i was like fuck that (laughs) like i want to be like as outrageous and ambitious and fucking free as I want to be because no one ever does that to fucking straight people. Exactly. Not in their uh, sexuality context, but like, because maybe they suppress straight people in a lot of other ways, but in a sexuality context, like, no one really does that to them. They don't have to shout out to the rest of the world, hey, I'm gay. Like, no. Like, you just see them like with a girl or a boy and and you just know what's going on but yeah it's it's often like oh you see them with that person it's just like oh that's okay but the moment that we're constantly hanging out with another person of the same gender and that we're seeing with that person in more of a relationship that's that's when it gets to the point they're like they start to question it they start to feel uncomfortable with it because they're not uncomfortable with themselves definitely and for me personally like growing up queer growing up black i felt so much more empowered as that because I knew that people are afraid of that. People are afraid of the perception that they can never do that themselves because they know how hard it would be to yeah. do that. I felt so much more empowered to the fact that 
you know, I can be truly 100% me and finding out who me was at any point in my life, no matter if, even if that certain version of me did not suit me, that was still me. And I, I felt 100% loving of myself at all times. I mean, we all have insecurities and definitely I have a lot of insecurities, but I've never had insecurities about something that I cannot change about myself. Definitely. But um, so continuing forward, so the whole purpose for this is that by this time next year, by February 28th, 2022, we'll have documented our, documented our lives for the next 12 months, pushing forward into making sure that we are fit physically and mentally, making sure that we are supercharged in our mentality and that we have uplifted ourselves spiritually. And for me personally, I also... I also add on veganism into my life. I feel like that is something that also comes second nature. And me personally, I feel like spirituality and being Buddhist is something that also comes second nature to me as well, because it's not something that I think about anymore. It's just something that just flows for me. I just want to transcribe into the person that I'd like to be. Yeah, definitely. And and with that, it's funny because coming to the army, like, you never realize how many queer people are in here until you get here. And that was so amazing to me. I was like, I was like, first of all, you guys are any race other than Caucasian. And you decided to just step into this role of, hey, I want to still I'm an American. I still want to protect this country. And, you know, uh, regardless of what other people say that may be like racist or you know, homophobic or whatever against me and just think like, yeah, I can't do this. Like, yeah, I should go back to my stereotypes and just hide away under a rock like Patrick Starr. And um, I was like, they feel like you should just, you know, take up, like build, a, build yourself up. Like, and just, well, they build you up respectfully. They build you up like respectfully, even though they have disdain for you, they build you up respectfully. Like you, cause you, they can always be polite and everything like that, but there's still like snide comments and stuff. But that, I just thought that was so beautiful. Like you're like Hispanic or Asian or, you know, Filipino and you're queer and, you're, and you come here and you're training and you're meeting new people and you're getting out there and you're just you're just fucking living life and that is that is so amazing to me and exactly like coming into the army i without coming to the army i would not have gotten to the this version of myself this this version of dobbins would not have come to existence if i had not joined the army yes i wouldn't have been like i see all these other people and you know i've never been in such an environment where there are there is such negativity and such backstabbing and betrayal between certain people and it's like other people cannot see there is such beauty in diversity and for me i want to well that, that's the whole reason that we started this is because perfectly preeminent preeminent meaning surpassing all others being very distinguished in some way i want to be that preeminent person i want to set a standard for not just me but for others and definitely going into this year like looking back at the end of 2020 and the start of 2021 I was like, you know, I, I don't want to have resolutions because re resolutions never get solved. Yeah. And it's more than a dream because dreams don't have that, that um, authenticity. 
Exactly. They're, they're just thoughts and ideas that don't have any backbone to them, that have no... There's nothing that people are going to push themselves to do to get that dream done. Mm -hmm. So that's why I set standards this year. I definitely set a lot of physical standards and um, a lot of spiritual standards. And I think the ones that we both had this year was self-love and acceptance. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Because I just feel like we should have more of that as we go on. Uh, especially in our careers, like we yell that and shit all the fucking time. All the time. Humiliated and fucking dropped. But I just feel like, and it's funny because when we're in basic, even no matter how bad the smoking got, we got dropped. Like we would yell at each other, like we would scream at each other. But then, like a uh, minute or so or an hour or so later, everybody would die fucking laughing because they're like, oh my God, did you see their faces? Like, did you see Josiah's face when he was smoking us? Like, he was so mad, or she was so mad. And we're just, we just realized, like, we're just fucking having a ball. And, like, for some reason, it just gets into our head, like, yo, that was not hard. And we had fun doing it. Exactly. Like and we, moving on to that next chapter. Yeah, we all come together at the end of the day, just like we're all humans. Like, we, we all share these experiences together. And... There's, there should be no reason to hate on one another. There should be no reason to fight with each other. Because at the end of the day, like, you know, you're at the end of the day, yeah, you're going to be with people, but, like, you're going to only be with yourself. Mm. And that's why self-love and acceptance is so important. Yeah. And also stronger intelligence this year, I believe. You know, last year, I, last year I didn't have the best... Um, vocabulary i i had a very weak vocabulary but this year i definitely want to be more intelligent like actually think about what i'm saying before i just blurt it out before i pop off on people mm -hmm. but yeah it's always nice to think about your responses because i mean yeah if you have quick responses people will be like oh well they're witty and they can come up with responses quick but i feel like sometimes that could be like taking like in a neutral way, I I would say, because you could always say something uh, fast like that, but it's something you might regret. Exactly. And you're just stuck on that same sentence over and over again, like, why did I say that? What happened? Like, what was going through my mind at the time that just made me blurt that out? So I would rather think about my responses and be labeled as a person that's like, uh, yeah, he's, he try he tries to do it witty, but... Mm, but I just know I have, like, intelligence just to, you know, control that impulse and just think about what I want to say before it pops out of my mind. Because words can hurt. Words most definitely can hurt. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And then also with the self-love and acceptance, like, I feel like valuing yourself and having self-boundaries is so vitally important to that. Because when you set boundaries, like... In any form of your life, setting boundaries for yourself, setting boundaries for others, and setting boundaries in all relationships that you have, you have a better understanding of what you accept and what you don't accept in your daily life, what you will take and what you won't take. And when you have boundaries, like you know how far you want to push yourself or you know how far you'll let others push you. Yeah. I think when people like have, uh, when, like a lot of people would say boundaries like limit what you can do because I mean it is like a boundary limits something but at the same time you choose how your how your boundary will limit something it doesn't have to be drastically it could just be like 
a simple thing, a simple mechanism that you put in place. And that just helps everything run smoother. Like, and a lot of people don't realize that because they feel like boundaries, like, they get mad. Like, some people get mad when people set boundaries in a relationship. It's like, you know, I mean, if someone's not comfortable with something, like, do you really want to push that boundary and risk upsetting the relationship because you want to change it? Or do you want to accept that they have a boundary and accept that, you know, I... I'm with this person, and I'm not going to do something that I know is going to hurt them. Right. So, I mean, it's just a sense of, like, knowing what really the term boundary means and, like, putting in place those locks to, you know, not only protect yourself, but, like, just help you feel more comfortable in an uncomfortable world. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then, um, I guess... I guess continuing on with this um, spirituality and this the whole aspect of this mind, body, and soul. Spirituality plays a large aspect in this whole 12-month process that we plan on going on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like me being Buddhist, it's, it's, Buddhism is not just a religion, but it's also a lifestyle. And it can be either one. But me personally, I feel like Buddhism is such a beautiful thing because it's more so of, you know... At the end of the day, you're going to suffer. You know, there's... Oh, definitely. <laughs> there is suffering. There's a reason for suffering. There's an end to the suffering, cessation of suffering or nirvana. And then there's a path that you follow. So suffering stops or it's this middle path. And I think it's so beautiful to try and learn how to, you know, accept things as they are. Especially yourself, accept things as you are because... You know, anything can happen in a day. Anything can happen. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. But if you don't let things bug you, if you don't let minuscule things bug you, then you're it going to be... Yeah, it won't be such a hassle throughout the day. Like, you won't be overthinking, like, things. Like, like how I told you, um, like, I go over, like, every interaction that I've had throughout the day sometimes because, like, I see myself as, you know, anti, like, having social anxiety. And I'm just like... Like, if you look at me, you'll see the faces I'm making sometimes. Like, when I'm just sitting there, like, not doing anything, like, staring in space, I'm thinking about those interactions. I'm like, why did you say that? Why did you do that? Like, what what was the reason? Like, why? But, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's, it's amazing how you affect others in so many different ways oh yeah (laughs) it's amazing and that that's part of the journey that we want to take it's part of uh, the fact that we want to embed ourselves so we can be preeminent people we can be the standard for others so that when others look up to us we aren't just there being confused as hell my question for you is what do you want to see from yourself in the next 12 months like i know that you definitely want to see leadership more leadership in yourself as you were just talking about and then you also said self-love and acceptance, stronger intelligence, better financial control, devotion to hobbies, and then valuing yourself and your self-boundaries. So, yeah. Um, uh, well, I'm going to tap into financial, uh, financial control, like financial stability. Like, um, even though I wanted to do that because I'm in the Army and I feel like it would be the best chance for me to do that, I still, you know, people, we still have responsibilities back home. And with everything that's going on right now, which is why I had to get away, because I'm not going to lie to you. A lot of people in my family don't make smart decisions when it comes to money. Like, yeah, my mom's mortgage is like 
a thousand dollars a month and she's not even working her second job now because she got fired so oh my god yes it's crazy it's cra- yo like if i could write you a novel which <laughs> i honestly <laughs> i honestly want to do if i could write you a novel about all the shit that's going on like back home right now which is what i had to get away from i that would definitely be a long ass book but um <laughs> Yeah, um, longer than a Harry Potter book, huh? <laughs> you ain't lying, but um, no, but like with that's with financial control, like instability. Like one day I want to just be able to have my own apartment, my own car, my own fucking. Well, I have my own phone. I bought that when I got my first job. So yeah, fucking fuck that because I have my own phone. But I want a new phone. I want an iPhone actually, but um. I just want to one day be able to, you know, sit in my house and be like, you know, like, this is, this is fucking mine. Like, yeah, I own this. Shit. Yeah. And I can just walk around fucking naked. Uh, just, you know, commando as fuck. Just because it's your house. You because put, it's my you house. You put into and that. I, like, you, put, put, you put in that work. You put, put in that money. Yes. And I put my blood in this. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to say that it. It never gets easier, like, having an outlook on the future that you desperately, desperately want and not knowing the outcome. And especially, like, that's, like, with self-love, like, you want to put everything into it and you want to get all that it's worth out of it. But you're scared that maybe it might not live up to your expectations. Like, maybe you could do something that will completely shatter yourself and you're just in this limbo of like, well, how do I get back to me? And it just, I I gotta tell you like all those hard decisions, like nothing ever gets easier if you don't make it easier for yourself. Like, cause we as human beings make it harder for us than than it needs to be. Like, especially like not even just with self-love, but love in general, like, when we're trying to get into relationships, um, like, but we want to be in the talking and the flirting phase, like, oh, this is, we're over, we're overthinking it, like, do does this person like me? Like, do I like this person for real, or are these feelings just a fluke? Like, are, are they flimsy? Like, do they, what do they like about me? Like, am I ambiguous? Uh, am I, you know, fierce? Am I brave? Like, Oh, what do I like about them? And it's just like, why are you complicating this? Like, why are you making it? Because as humans, you know what I really think? I think we make it harder for ourselves because... We do. We, we really do. We, like, I just don't understand that. Like, I think we make it harder for ourselves because, like, subconsciously, humans always want a challenge. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, I, I love that so much. <laughs> I, I love that for you. Like, okay, so... Continue that, personally, I would have to say compliments. Like, that, that's the biggest thing for me. Like, it's, it's so hard to accept a compliment. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. Like, when somebody <laughs> tells me a compliment, I'm like, what? I'm like, are you serious? They're like, oh, you look very nice. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> mm. Okay, okay. So, in my mind, they're like, yeah, you look nice. But then, I'm just like, 
No, I was like, I don't look nice. Yes, like, I'm what are they? What are they actually trying to say? Are, are they trying to denote like something was wrong with my outfit? I, I needed to like yeah. change something about that. They're just like, oh, like you're a very nice person, and I'm just like, mm, where are they coming <laughs> from? Like, what are their intentions? What right. are they trying to get out of me? Why are they trying to do some mastermind like game that they want? They they think I'm gonna fall for like yeah, like be, because this compliment of like, oh, you're so sweet. It's good. It's just gonna have me ending up in a ditch like two years <laughs> down the line. I'm just like two like three hours from now. I'm still gonna be thinking about that compliment. Like I'm using context clues. I'm like fucking writing down what the exact statement that they said to me and i'm the like the definition like right? searching I'm, it up i'm like why did they speak these words to me like yeah like, i <laughs> like is this true is this true like do i need to go to other people and be like is this is this true is this yeah like do you feel can this? you verify this for me like and i feel like that's what like when it comes back to self-love and acceptance i feel like that's our problem because like not only that but like you know, uh, people not, uh, I know everybody goes to things, but people, especially of our community, like, you know, we've lived with that. Like, uh, like growing up, like my parents didn't make me feel too good about myself. Like, yeah. And a lot of things they would say every day of, about, about, you know, just everything revolving me in general. And I just, I never felt like, and then they wonder, I just don't understand why some parents do that. Like, you talk shit about your child, then they do something wrong and something happens, and you want to go tell the world. But then you blame us for not having a great relationship with you guys, but you're doing that. I just can't get behind it. I'm like, and then when we tell you something big, and we want you to be understanding and supportive, you're disappointed, and you just... You don't even respectfully do it. You just have outright disdain for us at the moment. Like Exactly, exactly. You see, like, relationships, like, any relationship that you form is definitely going to have um, strange, just, like, strange problems about them. It's not like, like you said, humans make everything more difficult. So it's not going to be just like, oh, I can fix this by doing this. It's going to be a process of having to constantly fix that, having to constantly update that. It's... It's like renovating a house that you're going to run into a problem and then there's going to be another problem that comes from it. Definitely. And with any relationship, you have to understand, like, why do you have this broken connection? And broken connection and trauma are so closely related yeah. in this day. Like, they're pretty much the exact same thing. So, yeah, like me personally, 12 years or not 12 years, 12 <laughs> months from now, a year from now, I want to see myself with fixed connections. I want to see myself with these stronger relationships in my life. I also want to see myself with a body that suits me that I personally yeah, can be definitely. like, I like that. And you know, I'm not saying that I don't like my body now. I definitely have so much value for my body. I'm just saying that I love I love the progress that I'm making. I love the the journey that I'm putting my body on. Although I'd like to see myself in the best possible situation that I can be with my body, with my mind, with my soul, with my spirit. Definitely, because, I mean, like, with uh, with that, like, I think it's just, like, a fact of, yeah, I'm comfortable with my body right now, don't get me wrong, but uh, evolution, like, evolving. Exactly, exactly. As humans, we evolve naturally. Like, we evolve so much. And me, personally, like, I, I, I would say, like, without evolution, we would not get anywhere. Like, we, without 
constantly evolving our mindset, we mm-hmm. would not get anywhere. I'm not saying that 12 months from now and exactly a year from now, I'm going to be the perfect person. I'm going to be the exact person that I want to be. No, mm-hmm. I'm saying that I'm going to be a person that I can see myself obtaining. I'm going to be a person that pushes to always do better because I'm never going to be that person that is truly 100% what I want. I just wanted to touch on like how, like as humans, like we're always going to be perfectly imperfect. Like it's just, it's yes. just, that's just the I thing about us. I love that. Like, it's, yeah, I love that so much. It's just the thing about us, like even with our imperfections, like we still can be like, we still can just go on about our days if we're like, we're like that. Like, yeah, we're that one. Like, you don't want to mess with us. Like, we're just it's those just, bitches. Yeah, we're like, just we're, those bitches. We're A1. We're A1. And all those, you know, we're A1. Like, it just, it just doesn't benefit us to be anything other than ourselves. And I think with that, that can be, you know, definitely, that's definitely scary. But I feel like, and I feel like, again, with us being the way that we are, like, uh, you and me, like, that's, people have, you know, fears about being their self every day. And yeah. I feel like us doing what we do and being in our line of work, like, because back in the day, you know, they weren't out. Like, the government didn't protect us. Yeah. You know, with us being in this line of work. But now, like, like I was saying in Sergeant Atherton, one of our uh, squad leaders, she was like, she was just, you know, when Crew saw the way he was walking mm-hmm. at graduation, she just wanted to let him know, like, hey, like, some people are still stuck in their ways. Like, there are still people here that's from back in that day. And yeah. they're in power. And I just want to let you know, like, uh, like she was saying, like I could, she couldn't be out back then. Mm-hmm. Like she was flagged for her sexuality alone. Yeah. So and we're free. Like we're out now. Like we can be. Like, have you seen us? Like we're taking charge these days. And <laughs> we are charged. <laughs> yeah, we are yeah, charged. In charge. Like if you if you see the definition of charge or in charge of the definition, like I'm pretty sure we pop up. But so. <laughs> But, like, yeah, with with that evolving, like, if you... I'm going to say, like, with evolve, with evolution, evolution. like, yeah. if there was never any compromise, then we could never evolve. Like, exactly. There would never be, like, laws in place to protect our sexuality. There would never be ice cream. Um, <laughs> that would, that, that would never be all these different like foods c- coming in. If we never like compromised and was like, hey, like I'm gonna move these spices and stuff over here to this place, and I'm gonna make this kind of food, and you're gonna eat from it. You're gonna eat from me. I'm gonna eat from you, and we're just gonna, you know, spread it out and share it amongst every culture, like over here. And then you had to make the decision, like, okay, yeah, like, we can do that. Like, that's awesome. And that's how we get, like, different food, like Thai and Chinese and, you know. Uh, Mexican. Mexican. Yeah. And, and, and uh, going along with this whole, like, change and self-love topic, I believe the fact that, you know, everybody's like, I want to love myself. And, like, at the end of the day, I just, like, want to heal and become the person that I was before. But you're not going to be that person that you were before. You're going to be a whole new, different person. Yeah. Like, you've gone through all these experiences. Like, 
everything is so temporary in your life. And the idea of self is so temporary as well. Well, like when you think of self, like what is the first thing that you think of when you think of self? Self, um, weird, which is amazing to me because the word weird just, it doesn't mean the same thing to everyone else as it does to me. Like weird means I'm just a good kind of different because if you ever call me weird, I'm like, yeah, I'm weird, like, in the best way. I just think that weird is another way to describe, like, beautiful. being, yeah, a being that's beautiful that's just maybe not on the same um, spiritual and fundamental and dimensional plane as you. Yeah, on the same spectrum, yeah. Right. And I, I love that for you. Like, I love the fact that, like, you see yourself as this unicorn type yes yeah and we're on the the same frequency definitely yeah the whole the whole idea of self is like you know you see yourself as a version but you're not always going to see yourself as that version and at different times of the day you know like Mm -hmm. at the end of the night like you know when you're in a depressed mindset or when like when you're going through depression like you don't see yourself as a beautiful person like you see your like all these horrible things that you see yourself as come to light and that's often like Self is so, it's like water. It, it's so fluid. It, yeah. Self is so amazing in the fact that it's so um, temporary. Yeah. Oh, like, I love that. Oh. Like, self is so temporary. Like, you look at yourself like, you know, me being queer and black, like, I'm not always as progressive as I was. Mm-hmm. You know, like, or, or I wasn't always as progressive as I am. That's what I meant to say. But, you know, looking back, like, I was an athlete. And now, like, maybe I'm not as athletic as I was, but I yeah. want to get back into that. And just looking at self is like, there's certain aspects of yourself that you like and certain aspects that you don't like. And, you know, like, that's shadow work. Like, there's... Ooh. You, do you know what shadow work is? Shadow work. Explain it to me in your words. Okay, so shadow work in the explanation of Dobbins is the fact that there are certain aspects of yourself that you hide and suppress. Mm-hmm. You know, like, in order to be the perfect person you can't be certain things, you know? So in order to be the perfect American, you know, Mm -hmm. you're supposed to suppress your sexuality. You're supposed to suppress your religion if it's not Christian. You're supposed to suppress being angry or being spiteful or being hateful or being depressed. Because when you have mental illnesses, like you're not a perfect person, You're you're supposed to suppress all these different things in your life. And at the end of the day, these shadows that you have, like, as a perfect person, you're supposed to see, like, oh, I don't have those shadows. But in reality, you do have these shadows. Yeah, and when you work with these shadows, the shadow work, when you actually use these shadows, like, you use the kinetic energy from anger that you've had earlier that day in order to push through something, like journaling or yeah. just something else that is helps you and allows you to embedder yourself, that is the exact perfection of shadow work when for me personally swimming like when i had a shitty day and i would go to swim meet i would push all that emotion all that anger or sadness or happiness or whatever i had felt that previous week i would push all of that into my swimming mm-hmm. and that whole process it was just beautiful it was all these emotions that flew through me mm-hmm. and they were just left and it like that's what helped me win that's how, what helped me push through that's what helped me want to do better yeah, I definitely, and I feel like uh, with that, like, I, I remember this uh, this thing I was reading one time. I don't remember where I read it from, but it was saying, like, 
maybe something like like oh yeah like you were saying like traumatic experiences and broken connections yeah so like with the traumatic experience um like something happens and um there's actually like a broken connection with ourselves like i don't understand why that happens like something traumatic happens and like we lose a part of us or it's just it's right there but it's too far away for us to grasp it again and bring it back and you're like hey like like me and you aren't over like that part of you isn't over i just need to you know have some semblance and some clarity about it and like the part with the traumatic experience they were like uh a traumatic experience happened and then you just can't look at yourself for the same or some people can't look at themselves at all yeah. so like when you wake up in the mirror and you're like you're just like why but like I read this thing, it told me, it was like, whenever you feel that way, like, I want you to close your eyes and, like, stand in the mirror and, like, just close your eyes. And then you just open your eyes or open one eye at a time and you just look at the mirror and you look at one of your features of your face and you start slow and you just look at one feature and you tell me what you like about that feature on your face. Yeah. Like, and then you go from there, you know, and you continue with your hair or how your arms look or how your pecs look or, you know. Just going down through your whole body. Just going down, yeah, and just telling you, like, what do you like about yourself? Like, how can you get that connection back? And it's really observances of self-love. And I I really like that. And another thing that that I've come to learn is, like, me personally, growing up, I did not like a lot of a lot of things about myself, and I I had to learn that there are indisputable facts about myself. You know, I can look in the mirror. You know, certain points in my life, I'm like, I hate everything that I see. Mm-hmm. But when I look in the mirror, I'm just like, I have human eyes. Yeah. I have human eyelashes. I have human eyebrows. I have, you know, because. I have working eyelashes, you know, like Mm -hmm. they work for me. They keep the dust out of my eyes. They help like, you know, like everything works for a purpose. Like everything on my body is there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And it and it purposely serves that future. So saying like, oh, I have a working nose like that's an indisputable fact. And you can't hate that. You cannot hate something that is indisputable. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just love that. That it's just it's just the unspoken, like, you know, word of law thing. It's just like, yeah, like, this works for me. Like, why do I need to try to feel like I have to change that? Or Exactly. You know? It's the whole fact of, I want to, yeah, we both want to see self-love and acceptance by the end of these 12 months. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more that I also want to see by these end of the 12 months. And I really just want to be surprised by what I come out as. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah I'm so ready for this journey, and I hope you are as well. Yeah, because I'm a Pokemon. <laughs> like I gotta, I gotta. Oh, I like that. I'm a Pokemon, and I have to catch all of my, you know, evolution. Well, I got all it. While all I still yeah. yeah, all my trades. Was while I still run all my credentials while I can. I like exactly. So thank you guys so much for coming and listening to this podcast today. Thank you so much for listening through it, and if you did listen through it. Yeah, it was lovely having you listeners who actually stayed and, you know, didn't go back to watching PBS Kids um, while while they were bored. But um, thank you so much for being with us today, you know, just talking with us and sitting with us. Yeah, have a great day. Welcome to March 1st, and just remember that March is National 
Women's History Month. Oh, so wow. we are going to celebrate that. And yeah, have Namo Amida Butsu. Have a blessed day. <laughs> Thank you.